The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Unbelievable is the word for the day. Not able to be believed. Unlikely to be true. Incredible. Beyond belief. Inconceivable. Unthinkable. Unimaginable. Unconvincing. Far-fetched, dubious, implausible, improbable, unrealistic, unbelievable. It seems like almost every day we say that about one thing or another, maybe more than one. And the next day, something else is unbelievable. We start out today with all eyes on Texas and all eyes on Harvey. Uh, Hurricane Harvey. Oof. Uh, doing some uh, doing some damage along the uh, Texas coast uh, on its way to uh, doing a lot of damage in a number of cities. Uh, made some landfall uh, last night uh, at uh, right around Rockport, Texas, and then um, it made a second landfall uh, this morning, and now it's uh, just slowly traveling north. It wasn't a fast-moving storm anyway. And it's just traveling kind of almost stagnant uh, over the area where it's standing in Texas and creating, they're saying some places are going to get up to 50 inches of rain. Wow. Um, I don't know about you, but that's a lot of rain. And that's going to cause some serious flooding. Uh, It also means that uh, thousands are going to be without power and water. Now, they're already telling some people in some cities to boil water. Uh, Some people are telling uh, in those same cities, you know, you may think about not flushing uh, your toilet, please. So you should have evacuated. Uh, Already we've got uh, over 200,000 people without power. Uh, We've, uh, the emergency Preparedness people are already on the scene as we are breaking day here in Texas, uh, daylight uh, coming uh, coming upon us. We're seeing the damage, the flooding, the wind damage. I mean, hurricanes are uh, hurricanes are nasty business. I spent a lot of time in the great state of Florida. And for a number of years, it seemed like we were never going to be over them. Uh, almost every, it seemed like every time we turned around, we were in Operation Stormwatch. And I know that uh, most stations in the state of Texas are in that mode as we speak. So I won't, I won't go into all-out Operation Stormwatch for you today, although it would be very easy to do. I will just, uh, you know, we'll keep you updated on, uh, on Harvey. It's, uh, it made uh, landfall as a Category 4 storm. It is now down to a Category 1 storm. Uh, although it's just creating havoc because it's since it's not moving so fast, uh, it's just sitting there creating wind and rain, and the rain is going to be is what damages. I mean, you have the uh, what did we hear? Uh, Thirteen. 
beat storm surge uh, last night and then and this morning. And then uh, after the storm surge, I mean, that's not all because then the water just keeps rising. Uh, I remember talking to a lady that rode out uh, Hurricane. It was, it, was, it was here in Texas. Um, she rode it out and thought uh, that she would be brave and ride it out and ended up on top of her washer and dryer uh, for hours as the water continued to rise in her house uh, until it was almost, you know, over the washer and dryer. She was fortunate enough that the water stopped. <laughs> just below the top of the washers, uh, washer and dryer. And so uh, she was scared out of her mind and said she would never do it again. Uh, yesterday yesterday or the day before was the 25th anniversary of Andrew, uh, Hurricane 5 cutting across Florida. Uh, I, I was living in Florida at the time. And uh, I worked with a, a man, uh, Robert Pankow, a news guy, uh, four years. Uh, he wrote out Andrew. Uh, and was in his tub with a with a uh, mattress over his wife and his baby through the entire road it out, uh, scared out of their mind. Uh, house destroyed, everything around him destroyed. So if you're any ever ever uh, in the path of any of this destruction, and they say evacuate, uh, you should. You should take heed and go. Only one of the storms. I remember uh, one of the storms, Charlie, uh, was bearing down on Tampa Bay. I was working in Tampa Bay, and we, you know, every year we have a, uh, uh, you know, Operation Stormwatch party. June 1st is hurricane season, day one, so we operate from our Operation Stormwatch bunker, of course. And we, you know, that way we're on the air all the time during the storm. We're here for you. That's the whole, you know, that's the whole premise behind the Operation Stormwatch. We'll be on the air. And, uh... We broadcast from the bunker. We were in a special, you know, Verizon building that had uh, studios for us and everything, and and uh, you know we would be able to survive there and broadcast from there. Um, only once did we actually send people there and looked like we were going to be broadcasting from there, and that was during Charlie. I was one of the last two or three people at the station. We had sent everybody to the bunker. Charlie was bearing down, going to hit Tampa Bay. Uh, people had evacuated Tampa, went to Orlando. Uh, if you're familiar with Florida, I mean, it's in the middle of the state. And then Charlie broke early, turned right, got across the state, and nailed all the people that had evacuated to Orlando. It's not fun. It's not funny, but it's like they're in Orlando, stuck now. The evacuees are. I mean, it was it was bad. But uh, it's it's a if you're told to evacuate, uh, do it do it now we'll try to get an update from the national hurricane center as they give advisories uh well when the storm is uh, still doing damage they uh, give you uh hourly and every other but the hurricane hunter planes still travel in i think every three hours or something like that so we'll get an update on that i know that we've had some mayors and governor abbott has been on top of it look we're look in the end we'll rebuild i mean galveston did from the 1900s i mean they got wiped out before we had any information like we have today killed thousands of people and they came back and rebuilt it and built a you know a giant wall and built it better than ever and said you know that's what will happen here again uh, texas will be fine as you know the other states rebuild that's what we do here in the u.s of a but we have leaders that uh, love to fight each other greg abbott was telling people to evacuate and he was telling people in the city of houston what's houston number i mean it's a top market 
right? I mean, it's Fort Worth is five, so Houston's what three or four. I mean, you got New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, probably Houston, Dallas, Miami, something like that. Anyway, it's a big city. But one thing's about Houston as being a big city; it's also a big swamp. And I don't, I like Houston, but when it rains a little bit. They flood. So now, I mean, this is going to do some serious flooding in Houston. And the governor was saying, you know, maybe the people in Houston ought to leave. And the mayor, uh, Sylvester Turner, and no, I could not have told you his name before I read it in a story. Uh, before I per- I went out of my way to look up his name. Uh, said, that, no, Houston's fine. Governor, don't listen to the governor. And he had the... Uh, Emergency managers tweet out, local leaders know best. So I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Because when that water starts rising, there ain't no place to go. You can quote me on that. (laughs) So Hurricane Harvey is uh, right now still doing uh, plenty of damage in the uh, great state of Texas. And uh, it looks as though they had so many, uh, you know, the spaghetti models of the storm are so so strange. And, And then you always have the cone of death. Uh, that, uh, you know, you come down and you're supposed to, everybody picks the middle line. That's where it's going to go. Now, the hurricane forecasters are pretty good. That's what they do. Uh, they're pretty good. But hurricanes are unpredictable, you know, due to wind patterns and high pressure and low pressure systems. So, But they're pretty good at uh, giving you a general direction. And we, we know that now for sure. But uh, it looks like Harvey is just going to kind of stall. And uh, sit there and just dump rain down there. So we, the southern part of Texas just might be underwater. I mean, the Gulf of Mexico may just have gotten a little bigger. And that's, that's not going to be pretty. And uh, we're feeling, I mean, it, it is a big storm. Harvey was a big storm. And, I mean, we're starting to feel some rain in Dallas-Fort Worth a little bit from uh, effects from Hurricane Harvey. And, and uh, I mean, it's a, it's a long way from Dallas to where Harvey is. And Harvey's like, hey, you know what, I'll just drop a little rain over here, too. Just to remember, I'm down here. Don't forget about me. I'm going to move around a little bit the next few days. Do a little flooding over here. Do a little flooding over here. And then you know what? Maybe I'll bounce over to Louisiana. Tell those people, hey, hey, what's going on? How you doing? Yeah, no, you thought I was going to stay in Texas? No, I thought I'd come over and say hi. Drop a little rain on you, too. So we'll be feeling the effects of Harvey for quite some time. And I know that for many of you, it doesn't affect you. And we're going about our day. And we've got a lot of things to get to on the show today. I mean, a lot of... Some unbelievable stuff, as that is our word for the day. And uh, it's all, every day is an unbelievable day with information and what's going on in the world, in the country. But uh, for those of you that think, well, it's out in Texas, it's not going to affect me really. I mean, I'll say a prayer for you. Well, if you want to, you know, if you feel like you're going to help, Mercury One is going to be down there helping. I mean, obviously, there's always the Red Cross, but MercuryOne.org is already uh, putting people in place and ready to help people. So if you want to help any way you can, uh, MercuryOne.org. Now, the rest of the country, you think it's a hurricane and it doesn't really affect me, and I sent a few bucks to Mercury One, and uh, now I feel better. You know how the travel... In this country, air travel and in any kind of any kind of uh, mass transit travel around the country is going to be affected by this for days, if not a week or two, because it all falls, and it's a it's an ugly thing, ugly ugly thing, and so just be prepared. 
be prepared. I know by by Wednesday or Thursday, uh, myself included. Okay, enough with the Harvey. Okay, it made landfall on Saturday. Get over it. People are underwater. Okay, they haven't opened up all the air. Ports yet okay there's no buses or trains or anything or boats or nothing no there are some boats but those are still rescuing people yeah and i love the uh, mayor of uh, rockport texas where uh, close to where harvey made the original landfall um many people were disregarding the evacuation orders so he told them hey uh if you're not going to evacuate how about you uh take a sharpie and write your name and your on your and your social security number on your arm so uh you know when we're pulling you out of the water we know who you are I mean sounds mean but <laughs> I you know you might as well if you're going to ride it out you might as well help people out because the odds are not really in your favor if you're in an, in an evacuation zone the odds are not in your favor. I mean, I, it's 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 a strange feeling too when you when you're in a building and you think, well, we've been evacuated, and like I've pulled a couple of storms when I was in Florida, I pulled my family out of the home that we were living in, and we I brought them to the radio station. Now the radio station, you know, is a pretty strong building and, and a strong structure, and was going to um, it wasn't in an original evacuation zone, but uh, one of the first evacuated evacuated areas so you know it but it was bad and i mean i've got my got my wife and kids living in the gm office he was happy about that too yeah yeah now they're just staying in there i they don't worry about it you go ah your house is all boarded up anyway don't worry about it they're they're in your office look i had them down in the other office that started leaking so i brought them down to your office okay now, he was happy happy but uh, I, it's scary. Winds, I mean, things start blowing off the the roof. Uh, rain starts coming in, and this goes for any any structure you're in. When the things off the roof start blowing off, and rain starts blowing in through holes, and it's windy, and trash and debris start blowing in. Maybe I should have left. It might have been a good idea to drive north for a little while. So put your name and your social security number on your arm for the mayor of Rockport, please. This is the Blaze Radio Network, Jeff Fisher Show. Thanks for coming along for the ride today. You can follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA, Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, Instagram, at JeffyMRA, and, of course, uh, the Blaze channels, youtoblaze.com. Click on channels and uh, go ahead and just follow the Jeffy Fisher channel. I mean, why not, right? You don't have to answer that. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Sure. That it is. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. If you are uh, feeling the effects of Hurricane Harvey, you can use that number. You know if the phone lines still work for you. 888-900-3393. And uh, let us know, uh, you know, what you're, what you're feeling down there in South Texas. See if you're, uh, you know, if you, see what the storm is affecting you at all. Uh, please let us know. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Now, those of you that were expecting me not to be here, uh, today 
well, at first, I apologize because I am here. And second, uh, it's because uh, I uh, I didn't win the Powerball. I didn't win the Powerball. Uh, I apologize. Uh, man, did I want to win the Powerball uh, desperately. And, of course, uh, so did uh, many, many other people. But a uh, lady did win it. One ticket in Massachusetts, if you haven't already heard. Seven hundred and fifty eight point seven million dollars was the final grand tally from the powerball last week oh man i mean good for her and the numbers that she picked she picked played three tickets and the ticket that she won was her numbers not the quick picks. She paid two quick picks and a set of her numbers. The 6, 7, 16, 23, 26, and the Powerball number was four. Those were her numbers, birthday numbers, special family numbers, whatever. I guess the Powerball four was her special weekly Kino club number that she has. So congratulations to, uh, to Mavis. I would not have, I mean, look, she took the cash payout, which is, you know, $480 million. She still walks away with a little over $300 million, I think, or something like that. And she already quit her job. She was a nurse. Um, she quit her job, and she just said that she was, you know, excited and, uh, you know, worn out. Just wanted to go home and go to bed. And the police were already guarding her house and, you know, around her. I, there's not a chance I tell you I win that. There's not a chance. Uh, not right away, anyway. I mean, I think they have to announce it, but I, I believe that you have time uh, to not say you won. You know, the lottery has to say, hey, Bill won. Bill Jones won. But I think Bill Jones can say, uh, you don't have to announce my name for 90 days or 60 days, something like that. There's a there's a time frame. There's not a chance do you know how many cousins that uh, be knocking on my door? Uh, Jeff, uh, hello. You remember me? You always said that you'd take care of me. Um, I did? Yeah. Remember that night when uh, we were partying? No. Well, that's when you said it. Okay. I mean, God bless her. Uh, you know, I, ho- I hope it all works out for her. I want her to be happy. But I, A, I would not have stayed at my house. Uh, if she announced that she was in front of the crowd, in front of the press, and then she goes home, she says she just wants to go home. No, uh, I would not have gone home. I would have put a note on the door saying, I'm gone. Leave my home. I mean, she could have stayed at a hotel and just had room service forever, man. Whatever. Just don't go home because people are going to be all over you like a, like, you know what? Like Harvey Rain is all over South Texas. I mean, God bless you, Mavis. I hope you, I hope it all works out for you. Um, am I a little jealous? Yes. Am I a little angry? Yes. But I'm happy that you won it. I'm happy that it was someone who, you know, someone who could use it. I did see a tweet after one person, uh, after they announced one person won that mentioned, uh, uh, thank God. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully Tom Brady will be able to be free today. It's, it's funny, kind of, kind of. Anyway, Mavis Wednesday. Congratulations, Powerball Williams. The Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network.
Jeff Fisher Show. It is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. If you want to participate or are living in uh, the path of Harvey, uh, perhaps you can, uh, you know, give us a call. Let us know what uh, what's happening in your neck of the woods thanks to Harvey because uh, it's still bad uh, all along uh, the coast of Texas. And Harvey is just lingering, just sitting inland a little ways, creating rain, wind, and damage. So if you'd like to help and you don't know how to do it, you can go to mercuryone.org. And uh, they have ways that you can help. One way or another, you can lend a loving hand. MercuryOne.org. Okay. So we had Mavis win uh, big bucks uh, in the Powerball. And then I see a story talking about uh, the hottest, most paid actors, the biggest paid actors for the year. For the year. And I thought it was The Rock. Uh -uh. Wrong. The Rock is a loser now. He's only number two. The Rock is number two, and he made 65 mil. $65 million. Now, it's not what we get paid here at the Blaze Radio Network, I know. But, you know, look, what's he do? Act on a couple of things? Does a couple of movies? Has a couple of, what, uh, HBO is his ballers thing on HBO? Thinks he's Mr. Big Shot. He's only made, you know... I mean, he's made pretty good money for a bunch of years, and now he's broke through with other big dollars. So good for him. But uh, number one on the list uh, is no surprise. But some of the ones, uh, you know, like number 10 is uh, Akshay Kumar. I mean, who doesn't love Akshay Kumar? I mean, $35 million last year. Salman Khan, $37 million. Shahrukh Khan, $38 million. There's no Chaka, though. I don't know what happened. They're pissed at Chucka. They don't let her in the game anymore. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, $43 million. I mean, he's, Tom's made some money every year for a long time. Robert Downey Jr., I mean, what did he do? Nothing. Sat in the back of the car in Spider-Man, $48 million. Jackie Chan, Jackie Chan, $49 million. Adam Sandler made 55, 50 million, but that's you know that's mostly because of his network Netflix deal. I mean, he made a he made a good deal with Netflix, so he's got some new some new projects uh, happening with Netflix. Good for him, and he's made a lot of money over the years. Hollywood hates him. Hollywood hates him because he's made all kinds of money for Hollywood, and they those are stupid Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, well, they're the reason they're going to the theater, Hollywood. But he's been. Uh, Less than active lately. Vin Diesel, $54.5 million. Number three. The Rock, 65. And number one, coming in at number one. Mark Wahlberg, $68 million. <laughs> Marky Mark at $68 million. Good for you. Good for you. Congratulations to uh, Congratulations to those guys. Speaking of big money, though, this weekend, despite Harvey uh, doing some damage here in uh, Texas, uh, we've got the college football opening up. Let's take a minute and reflect on that for just a second. <sighs> got college football opening up. 
NFL. Kick it off in 12 days. Regular season. This should be an interesting year in the NFL because of the Kaepernick situation. We'll see what happens. Uh, Trying to make a big deal out of the Colin Kaepernick thing is agonizing. Um, He's not on a team because, I don't know, he sucks. How's this mic? He sucks. Okay, I'm going to back off the mic a little bit. He sucks. Um, that's rainbow. He sucks. He's actually okay. He would probably be on a team if he wasn't such a headline nuisance. Why would you have a guy on that like him on your team as a second or third string quarterback, creating all the news above the first team? Uh, no, it doesn't work that way. And I read an article, an interesting article. Uh, on uh, he doesn't have the work ethic. Uh, when they when you hear him talk, there was one uh, one assistant coach, one uh, and I don't remember who was specifically talking about him. You never hear him say uh, he's ready to work. He's ready to uh, you know he want he just loves to play. That's all he wants to do is just play. This is just a sideline. None of that. Um, so have a nice day. But because of that, uh, the world is racist. And uh, why, in God's name, Roger Goodell doesn't sit down and say, look, you stand up during the national anthem. You don't have to sing it. You don't have to put your hand over your heart. You don't have to salute. You don't even have to take your helmet off if you don't want to. But you stand. And in fact, Maybe you do have to take your helmet off. But you stand. You know, him saying, well, you know, there's First Amendment rights. No. You tell them what uniform to wear. You tell them when they have to show up at the stadium for the games. And you tell them uh, uh, where to pick up their checks. That they get paid quite a bit of money to play their game. I'm sorry, do their job. So uh, I think you can tell them to stand during the National Anthem. Roger. And you can tell everybody else to get bent. I don't get it. And as far as the uh, NAACP uh, calling the NFL a racist, let's kind of look around the NFL a little bit. Around the NFL. Man, it looks almost... <laughs> Man, there are a lot of people that aren't white here. So the NFL, you mean, if doesn't matter what color you are as long as you can do the job on the field and play the game? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, they, we've let uh, we've let uh, some bad people play this game. So how about you stand up during the national anthem? Uh, you can pretend all you want, Roger, that it's the First Amendment rights and everybody has their rights and it's a different deal. And uh, the players who just happen to now uh, want to kneel because they're Praying. Right. Okay. Okay. This happened. There's no other time to pray but during the national anthem, right? Right. Uh, I I don't get it. 
They don't have to believe. I get I get their issues. No, no problem. They can be uh, they can do anything they want off the field. I don't care. They can be for whatever they want. But when they're playing on the team and you're when you're you're on the team and you're on the sideline and the national anthem is playing, stand up. Stand up. It's a show. Be part of the show. When you start being your own show, have a nice day. You can be your own show outside of the game. Inside the game, it's the game. Be the show on the field. Roger won't have Roger Goodell really ticked me off with his stupid little comments. All right, so it looks as though um, Hurricane Harvey is, uh, well, he's gone. He got, well, we don't know where he is. He's gone. <laughs> no, he's still. <laughs> yeah, man, do I want to say that. It's being reported now. Hurricane Harvey is dissipated and gone. We don't know what happened. But that is not true. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. The word of the day is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Not able to be believed, unlikely to be true. For the past few months, almost every day, and certainly weekly, something happens and you go, that's unbelievable. How can that be happening? And then it's not unbelievable because it actually is happening. It's true. It isn't beyond belief well it may still be beyond belief uh, but it's happening so believe it since we uh, last met uh we had uh jerry lewis died now last sunday you get the news jerry lewis died and you know i was kind of a fan of jerry and you know grew up with this stupidly muscular dystrophy labor day thing every year Bring out the gas and cry at the end and uh, help the kids. Yeah, okay, I got it. And, you know, every, every place had the local telethons and, uh, you know, you, you broke away to the local breaks and every city went to their local Holiday Inn. And here we are at the local Holiday Inn and we're talking to little Billy from, from the neighborhood. And Billy, you went out and how much did you raise? Well, I went and I want to help these kids, so I will put everything in my halloween bucket here and it's i raised 24 dollars and 32 cents thank you billy it's so nice let's dump it in the pile let's let's add up the tally add the 24 dollars billy's a 30 20 30 billy thank you so much and 
Yeah, I'll get off the stage. And uh, it's, you know, for when you drive by, the, they all have the drop off points, and uh, which was nice to have the drop off points at the hotel. And I'll tell you a little secret why. Uh, I'll never forget listening to my dad do taxes. Everything's, everything's all laid out on the ping pong table. And he's, uh, he's out there doing his taxes. He's in the back. And I hear him say, Hey, you all remember when we dropped off that $2,500 at the Jerry Lewis Telethon bucket, right? Uh, sure, that's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's helpful to have events like that that can help you uh, remember to give. And then, of course, Jay Thomas died. Jay Thomas. It was, I didn't, it was, it's unbelievable he was 69. Again, unbelievable. But Jay Thomas, and you you know him, uh, you know as a, as a famous actor, radio star. Uh, I remember him telling a story once about being the guy that they bring in when the when the uh, sitcom is going down, running down like the second the second run of the sitcom, and he's like, "I'm happy to be that guy. I'll ride that thing into the ground. Just give me the paycheck." But he also had a tremendous story uh, on the David Letterman show that went on for years. Uh, he told it uh, on David Letterman's show, his uh, his run-in uh, brush with uh, the Lone Ranger. And uh, it turned into a yearly thing that he would come back on the David Letterman show and tell his Lone Ranger story. And uh, I listened to it again uh, this past week after you know we found out that, that he passed away. And uh, I thought that... Uh, I thought I'd share it with you because it's a funny story and it's... Remembering Jay Thomas. Tradition of you being here for the holidays and the quarterback challenge, the story about you working for a small radio station in a southern town. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's right. And, um, this is five minutes, and uh, huh? I had told the story Plus, only privately. Like, we're the best story I've ever right, heard. Stop, story. stop. I can't let you get into the whole story. This will just be getting into the good part and then it'll be going away. How long is this clip? Oh, my gosh. Why didn't you remind me? I told you. I'll tell you what. It's tough to find good help. I mean, you ask You ask anybody. You ask anybody. It's tough to find good help. Okay, so his story, I, I'll give you a breakdown of it. Maybe I'll play it before the end of the show, all right? But I can't. I don't want, it's better. I can't tell you. It's too good. It's too good. He tells it too good. All right, we'll tell it next hour. I'll have Jay tell it next hour when we have time to run a four-minute clip because I got sidetracked on my Jerry Lewis story. <laughs> okay, so I'm sorry. I got sidetracked on my Jerry Lewis story, lost track of a little time, and then, you know, then I realized we're heading into the top here soon, and I get told in my... That's why he didn't play it right away. That's why that dead air was there because he's looking at me like, oh, there's not enough time for this clip, idiot. I'm not going to play it. And I looked at him like, play the clip. So he plays the clip, and then he says, you know, this thing is five minutes long, idiot. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's tough to find good help. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you it's tough to find good help. All right. So 888-900-3393 is the phone number. If you're feeling the effects of Hurricane Harvey, and many are, uh, call. Let me know what, is, what, you're, what you're feeling, because it still looks like there's plenty of... Uh, uh, deadly winds and certainly deadly uh, rainfall coming from Hurricane Harvey. 
uh, throughout the state of Texas uh, going on right now and on into Louisiana as well. And uh, we've got, uh, I oh man, I have got a fake story for you. I've talked to you about it before, but I, it keeps showing up about once a month now. I'll share it with you. It's it's the word of the day. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Still drinking original Coke Zero. I'm going to be really bummed when my 10 cases at the house goes away. The extra cases I have here go away. I'm going to have to be stuck with finding something else to drink. Because Coke Zero Sugar... Not quite as good. Now, maybe that's what they're trying to do. Maybe that's what Coke is trying to do. I mean, they've got a track record of creating something new and then bringing it back because they've realized that. And did they really realize that it was the wrong choice or was that the choice to begin with? Welcome to it anyway. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA, Facebook Jeff Fisher Radio, and Instagram at JeffyMRA. We are keeping an eye on Hurricane Harvey, which is uh, over Texas right now. Um, it is uh, it is now. If you look at the uh, latest uh, coordinates from the Hurricane Center and uh, watching how it's stalling over Southern Texas, I mean, it is now, and even uh, FEMA is uh, re- reporting that it is now turning into a deadly inland event and that's what's happening i mean we talked about it earlier uh there's going to be places uh, it's just going to dump rain up to 50 inches of rain in some places that's a that's a dangerous that's a dangerous time to be uh be around that area that is for sure so and those of you in uh those of you in the swamp of houston that went with the local authorities know best a good luck, God bless. That's all I'm saying. Those of you in Austin, particularly my oldest son, if you find yourself being overrun by water, get in your pickup truck that's 18 feet off the ground and drive north. I won't let you in, but my wife will probably let you in the house, and then you have some place to stay. But I'm not answering the door. No, I don't want him around. Dad, now. <laughs> No, 
Okay. No. I don't want that little kid running around. <laughs> oh, speaking of running around, do you know how... Before I even get into that story, let me back up a little bit. All right. For some reason, my ADD medication has not kicked in at all. So uh, I'm like all over the place. But let's begin with where we ended last hour. I wanted you to enjoy a funny story by Jay Thomas. It was from, and it was from Texas. It was, it happened here in Texas. Uh, it was with his run in with, uh, you know, with the Lone Ranger. Those of you that don't know who the Lone Ranger is, Look it up. Okay? I was going to tell you about him, but you know what? It pisses me off that you don't know who he is. He's the Lone Ranger, the Silver Bullet, and Tonto. And there's a great Lone Ranger and Tonto joke that I could tell you right now, but I won't. Be some people would be upset with me, but it's funny, okay? It's a funny joke. And if you need, you know what? I'm I'm mad at you if you don't even know that joke right now. Okay. So anyway, Jay used to go went on David Letterman a bunch of years ago, and he told the story that he never told before. Well, it became an event around Christmas time for years. Uh, he would show up and uh, tell the story on the David Letterman show of his Lone Ranger story, and it became uh, you know it became an event on the David Letterman show around Christmas, and why not? I mean, it's, a, it's Christmas time, and we've got to milk some time on the air. Let's get Jay Thomas back here to tell his Lone Ranger story. It's funny. It's easy. Let's move on. Not that I know what David was thinking. And um, who would come in and work three days a week and then go back to Connecticut. But hey, you know how much money that dinglehead made driving to New York for three days a week and just milked the system? Anyway, good for him because he was really funny and he used to be. And he was funny when this story first took hold of the late show with David Letterman and the now deceased, very sorry to say, Jay Thomas. The tradition of you being here for the holidays and the quarterback challenge, the story about you working for a small radio station in a southern town. The quarterback challenge was, I think, throwing a football and trying to knock a piece of ham off the top of a foot off the top of a Christmas tree. I think that was the challenge. I can't remember. It was like a big piece of meat on top of a Christmas tree, and you used to have to. It was the quarterback challenge on the Letterman show. He also, one of my favorite bits that Letterman used to do, as long as we're talking about funny bits from Letterman, is he used to go camping with Barry White. Tremendous. Before Barry passed away, too. You know what? David Letterman would be killing off these celebrities. Anyway, Jay Thomas and his Lone Ranger story. That's right. That's right. And um, and uh, I had told this story only privately. It's the and best it, story I've ever heard. And it was Christmas about 10 or 12 years ago. And I come out Best with my little fire. story planned. And you said, give me a gift. And I said, what is it? Tell me this story about you mm-hmm. and the Lone Ranger. And, right. and I had never told it publicly. So um, I, I worked for a small radio station. Uh, boy, it was actually big in the area. Big Ways, it was called, W-A-Y-S. And we would open the car dealerships. And back then, I was one of the few white guys with an afro. I had the big, giant afro. And we would open the car dealership. And so a guy named Picklemore. Picklemore, we have a picture, by the way. Of Picklemore with the Lone Ranger. Uh, this picture's never been shown before. <laughs> that's Pickle, that's the Lone Ranger, and that's the car dealership. That's a used Dodge truck. There's the Lone There's Ranger. There's the Lone Ranger. Clearly, right. a sense of humor. Right. And by right. that, that's he means, Pickle stop it for a second. Uh, by by that, dog. he means he doesn't. 
It's Clayton Moore. If Clayton, you know how bad things were, and I say bad because if you have a role like the Lone Ranger, and you can't break away from that role years later, and that's all you have, and you're doing opening car dealerships as the Lone Ranger, it's time to give it up, Clayton. Okay, I loved you. And I dig the whole Lone Ranger thing. But uh, it may be time to give it up. But Clayton looked exactly like he looked, you know, how, how many every years? The, the Lone Ranger was, what, in the 60s, I guess? I don't even know the exact years it was in. But this, he said, was in the 70s. And, I mean, he was still to the, not a wrinkle in the Lone Ranger outfit, the silver bullet, the pistols, the hat, the mask, everything. I mean, it was dressed to the dressed to the nines man he was on it with the with the with the lone ranger outfit daughter sent that uh, to us so i want to thank i know her name is sweet relish i don't know what her last name is (laughs) so i go to the thing and i'm talking and doing the remote and come down and get an oil change and buy a truck and the whole thing and the lone ranger is there and he's and the kids are coming and he's got the guns and everything else (laughs) my friend mike martin uh who's in the record industry uh, he comes to visit me, and he's got the long, long hair and the big stacked heels and the, and the tight jeans like a, like a Bay City roller. And so he gets me, and we go out to Holy the dumpster. Cow. Hold on one second. We- Pause this for just a second. <laughs> Clayton Moore as the Lone Ranger from 49 to 51, from 1949 to 1951, and from 1954 to 1957. Okay, so you're watching reruns up to this time, and he's still doing car dealerships in the 70s. Wow. I might have lost a little respect for Clayton Moore just then. Go ahead. We begin to get herbed up. Um, we, <laughs> we become medicinally enhanced we, as the performance. We only hear that phrase herbed up once a once year. Once a year. Once a year. <laughs> We all it's look forward to herbed up, herbed yeah. up once a year. Yeah, it's a lovely yeah. tradition. That's right. Yeah. So, so as I keep going back and forth, we're you know we're more and more herbal. So, um, <laughs> so we do it. We're there for hours, and it's time to leave. And no one comes to get uh, uh, Clayton Moore, the Lone Ranger, and to take him back to the Red Carpet Inn on Moorhead Avenue. <laughs> So we wait a while, and no one comes. The sales manager was drunk. I don't know what happened. Picklemore had left. I don't know what was going on. So I said, well, why don't we'll take you back. And Lone I Ranger a, all dressed up just as in the photo. Just with the guns and the whole thing. Yeah, and the, the man mask. never takes it off. Yeah. Never relaxes. Right. He, you know, nothing. <laughs> so I have a 10-year-old Volvo, okay? <laughs> and it's all beat up. And there's like, you know, fast food crap in the back of it and everything else. And we put the Lone Ranger in. And Mike and I get in there. And all we're thinking is we can't act stoned. So we... <laughs> And my hair is so big, and he's got so much hair, he can't see out of the front window because it's like Starsky and Hutch are in the front with him. And we are looking straight ahead, and we are so nervous, and we get in this traffic. It's not moving. No one is saying a word. It's dead silent in my Volvo. And this middle-aged guy in a, in a Buick in the front of us doesn't like the traffic. He decides to back up, crashes into my car. I hear my headlight break. Oh. And I, 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 we look around, you know, and he drives away, and there's that pause that stone people have before they react. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so we decide to chase the guy in my Volvo. 
<laughs> a Volvo has five cylinders, right? So I get out of traffic, and we're chasing the Buick. We can't, and the Lone Ranger is in the back. <laughs> really back from side to side, trying to see between the hairs. <laughs> I swear to God. So we catch up to the guy. We can see him. You know, he's a middle-aged guy. We pull in front of him, right in front of Anderson Seafood Restaurant. Uh-huh. I swear to God, okay. it's all there. Good swearing to God. Mike and I jump out, and he says, "What are you guys doing?" I said, "You backed into my car, and you broke my headlight." He says, "I did not." I said, "Yes, you did." He says, "Well, what are you going to do?" I said, "I'm going to call the cops." He says, "Oh, really? Well, who do you think they're going to believe? You two hippie freaks or me?" And the Lone Ranger gets out of the back of my car. <laughs> Take your daughter. I swear to God, he goes like this. They'll believe me, citizen. <laughs> I swear to God. That is... That's a tremendous story from Jay Thomas and the Lone Ranger story. And I would have loved to have played that for you uh, at the end of last hour, but uh, apparently there was some uh, technical difficulties uh, with the people that are employed here. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, that wraps it up. Let's go home. Let's wrap it up. Harvey's still raining. It's going to be 40 or 50 inches, and uh, we've been together long enough. I saw Lawrence Jones out there uh, preparing for his show. Maybe he'll come in and do an extra hour. <laughs> no, he won't. I know he won't. It's okay. He might if I say if I tell you my uh, my Lone Ranger joke. He might come in and just say get out, and then uh, I may have to tell you my Lone Ranger joke just for that. What do you think? Huh? What do you think? Maybe I will. So we have. Uh, um, I've had just about enough of tearing down of the statues, of covering up the statues, of people telling us that our history needs to uh, be gone. Uh, yeah, the, the the big tarp over Lee uh, in uh, in was uh, oh that's better a giant statue with a tarp over it. I mean, these statues have been around for forever. And I get you know, I, I get that's the argument. They've been around forever. They're oppressing us. They're up on the hill looking down on us always, every day, are they? I mean, many of your uh uh many of 
many people in the country have talked about walking by these statues every day and not even realizing. I mean, that's the statue. They don't even know what it is. It's a statue of, of Lee on a horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They lost. It's Robert Lee. He's the general of the South, the Confederacy. They lost. And plus, don't you think you'd want him up? I mean, it looks worse. Like that's where Robert Lee. That's where Robert E. Lee used to be. The statue right there, Confederate general. Instead, when he's there, you just look at him. He's covered with bird crap, and dogs are peeing on him. You should be happy. That's what the statues are put up for, right? For birds to poop on and dogs to pee on. I thought that's what they were for. I guess. I guess not. No. Okay, you say so. But we have a tremendous amount of uh, a worry uh, coming our way and bad stuff coming our way. And I know that everybody wants, uh, everybody's calling for uh, for chaos. And we're, we're going to head to another civil war. And we're going to come into another global war. And... The little chubby guy from North Korea launched a couple of missiles that fell flat in the ocean again yesterday. What are we going to do? Global war. We can't even stop a fishing boat from running into our ships. Kidding me? Let him launch a couple of missiles into the water. And you really think, when you talk about civil war here in the United States. Civil war. The last time there were... The Civil War was about breaking away from the from the North and becoming their own country here in the South. All right, that's what we were fighting for. Yeah, and I, and I got the whole story about uh, uh, it wasn't really about that. It was about slavery. Okay, whatever. But there was a common thread. What's the common thread today? The common thread is just burn it down. Just burn it down. Is that what you want to happen? Is that is that what's going to happen? We're just going to burn it down? We're just let it all go to hell? Then what? Then what do you have? Then what do you have? You really do have chaos then. If you just burn it down with no cause, with no idea of what's coming? Nothing? When we have uh, KKK, oh, I'm sorry, uh, white nationalists, uh, when you have Antifa, and by the way, is it Antifa or Antifa? Antifa, according to the Donald J. Trump, the president of the United States of America. Yeah, Black Lives Matter. I mean, what? we're just going to burn it down, I guess. Right? And we're going to be happy to do it. Just burn it down. Well, I mean... Are we sanitizing our history? Are we? Are we? Or are we just getting, fumigating it? Just getting rid of it. Have a nice day. We're just destroying America's history by uh, by just tearing down these Confederate statues. And now you can't even have a name close. The guy's name is Robert Lee, an announcer for ESPN. Oh, my God. You can't announce in this part of the country. People might notice. Yeah, they might. And then again, they might not because they're watching a football game. 
What you should do is just, bl- they should have just let him work and then just blacked out his name every time it went up on the screen. Uh, when they came back for the rejoins from the commercials. And then they would just go silent when he would introduce himself. And here at the ESPN in South Carolina, every time he spoke, just black out his name when he said it. Just go dead. Hey, you never hear what his name is. It's Robert Lee. Oh. You mean named after the general? No, but it sounds a lot I mean, it's like that. It's, you know, it doesn't have the middle initial or anything. It's a it's different different person altogether, but it's like that. This is the Jeff Fisher Agonizing. Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. is the Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. At JeffyMRA. You can follow me on Twitter. At JeffyMRA. Follow me on Instagram. Jeff Fisher Radio is the Facebook page. And you can go to the Blaze.com channels page. Just click on follow Jeffy Fisher. And when I talked about uh, things being unbelievable, uh, and that is the word of the day, uh, I mean it. Think about this now. We're talking about, we're, you know, we've got our eye on the storm, Hurricane Harvey. Um, President Trump has uh, pardoned uh, Sheriff Joe, uh, and the world is on fire about it. Uh, really? The world is on fire because he pardoned the stupid sheriff from Arizona? Stop it. I mean, if I remember right, and I could be wrong. Let me let's go walk back in history just a little bit. Did I remember that Barack Obama, the president prior to this one, did he pardon anybody ever? Did he pardon anybody ever? Did he pardon anybody ever? Oh, oh, yes, <laughs> yes, he did. And let's not forget the main one, Mister. What what's his face? That's now a girl. They pardoned him or her. What was her name? Come on, what was the the, the, the trans uh, the, the traitor, the army guy, girl? Yeah, Bradley Manning. Bradley, that's it. Bradley, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, and he was supposed to spend a hundred and fifty thousand years in jail, or you know, thirty. Ohio got what six months. So so what? Oh my gosh! You know what he did wrong? The federal government told him not to stop people that he thought were illegal, and he did anyway. Oh hell! The horror! I mean, I don't know enough about Sheriff Joe I probably, but I do remember the stories of him having uh, prisoners wear pink and feeding them peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and. You know, so that's okay. Although I know he was a big deal with, uh, and nobody wants to remember it, the birther movement. And that's where Trump fell in love with them on the birther deal. So you know Trump was going to pardon him. He already, he pretty much said he was going to do it the other day in Phoenix. That was this week. 
We had the eclipse on Monday, the big event, the worldwide event across the U.S., the eclipse. When was that? It seems like it was 18 years ago. No, it was last Monday. I mean... That was, a, I mean, that was, and that was a kind of a cool celebration, right? The eclipse. I mean, it was, it was fun to to be a part of it and have everybody looking at the same thing and have one common thing. When we talked about what would people do, what would it take to get people together? It's going to be some sort of event like that, right? Because that pretty much did. You can still, you can think it was stupid or whatever, but you were outside looking at the stupid thing. And you were out there with your co-workers or your family members, and you were taking pictures and remembering. And you'll remember where you were when it, when they talk about it seven years from now, when it cuts com- directly across Texas again. I think the next one, Texas gets the full. So, I mean, cool. But that was Monday. Monday! And it seems like ancient history already. Ancient history. We had Bill Cosby's case uh, delayed. I mean, that uh, on Tuesday, I mean, does it seem like you even heard the report? No. But he got a new attorney, and they went before the judge in Pennsylvania and said, uh, well, look, we've got, uh, I got a new attorney, and I got to look over everything and see what's happening. And uh, I don't know what what I can do. And uh, we've got uh, all this time together. Okay, no problem. How about we just postpone until mid-March or early April of next year? Oh, that'd be fine with us, Your Honor. Okay. So, there we go. That's Bill Cosby's retrial. I mean, A, it's unbelievable. There's uh, unbelievable, the word of the day, that they're still going to try him. The Pennsylvania district attorney got his ass kicked, slapped in the face, and he can't let it go. So he's going to continue to do it. Okay. Oh, I know. He's a bad guy. I got it. I got it. I got it. And then, uh, today in Texas, we've got our eye on Hurricane Harvey. And uh, it's doing some damage, and it's becoming a, a really severe inland event. Uh, as it was a huge storm uh, that came in, made landfall last night, and then well, it made a couple of landfalls along the uh, the Gulf of Mexico coast of Texas, and now it's uh, inland, still still moving slow, uh, starting to dissipate a little, but it's creating uh, huge huge problems uh, all around uh, the southern state of Texas for sure, with flooding, wind. Uh, damn, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a while before we uh, before many places recover from Hurricane Harvey. And uh, for many years, uh, I dealt with hurricanes in the great state of Florida, and uh, we were fortunate enough uh, in Tampa Bay uh, never to have a direct hit. Uh, there are arguments made that uh, Tampa Bay will never get a direct hit, and I could go into that uh, explanation. Uh, but I wonder if my man uh, Chuck in Florida knows the explanation of why Tampa Bay will never get another direct hit from a hurricane. ChuckInFlorida.com Greetings, Jeffy, from an undisclosed location in Florida where I am watching yet another dodged bullet for Tampa Bay. Do you know the, do you know the reasoning behind why Tampa Bay will never get another direct hit? 
the invisible protective dome. No, I, um, I, I thought it was something about the, the way that the water warms and, and we've dredged the Tampa Bay lower for the, for the, um, cruise ships to be able to go under the bridge, yada, yada, something about the, the way that, you know, we've just managed to, to manipulate our, uh, ecosystem as it were. You know what? I'll go with that. It sounds good to me. You're, you're, you know? you're exactly right, Chuck. Exactly <laughs> right. Now, the reason that we talk to you is because there's great stories coming out of the state of Florida every week. Then by great stories, I mean dumb stories. And I, I like to hear some of the dumb stories. Now, you're at an undisclosed location. Why are you at an undisclosed location? I'm actually celebrating my birthday this week at the beach with my family and uh, some of my in-laws from Germany. So, uh, you got a birthday a week? Life. An entire week. That's a right. birthday week? A birthday, no, is it a birthday novella? What? <laughs> I'm actually shooting for eight days this time around. So, Well, with, Hurricane, number, with you know. Hurricane Harvey out in the Gulf of uh, Florida right, taking landfall last night, I bet you the, the Gulf Coast of Tampa Bay is probably really nice today. It's beautiful out yeah. there. A little bit choppy last night, but uh, we yeah, had a low-pressure front ourselves, and it, it kind of... Uh, Help steer the storm away from Tampa Bay yet again. Yes, I'm aware of the low-pressure system sitting off of uh, the west coast of Florida uh, <laughs> as it was riding out. It was a depression. It looked like it was going to, you know, possible possible, yeah. uh, possible coming together, but it never really did. It just broke apart. It, it broke apart nicely. In fact, it stayed south of us, so we've had beautiful weather for three days, whereas we thought we were going to get drenched. But normally when there's a hurricane in the Gulf of Mexico, as it pulls away from the state of Florida, it sucks all the humidity all the dirty, dirty, nasty stuff in the air away, and Tampa Bay, you get you get some waves blowing into the coast, and the yeah. air is fresh and clean. It's beautiful. You actually have breezes blowing through that aren't full of uh, hot, wet air, you know, and it's uh, the nicest day in August we've had yet. Thank you. Now, where did I, oh, I didn't know. Right, so what do you got for us, Chuck, Florida.com? So Florida man fights the cops at a Hooters, and then a guy jumps in to help. The cops, actually. There's a great video at uh, ChuckInFlorida.com about this. You're going to love the location. It's the Brandon Adamo Drive Hooters. Boy, it's a good thing I don't know what you're talking about or where that is. Or how many times we've been there or at various other Hooters <laughs> around the uh, Bay Area. <laughs> Look, it's a franchise that started in Tampa Bay, okay? You don't blame me for, for never going there. Uh, how can I blame you? I'm still envious of your uh, gold member card there. <laughs> Yes, I did. You know, everybody, I you know, I I'll tell you my favorite card was the Hooters card. I, yes, sir. I, I, that was a tremendous card, man. And I got one. One of my favorite things that uh, happened in life was that uh, when uh, my oldest son went to uh, uh, go to college in Columbia, Missouri, and play yeah. football for the University of Missouri, he I got him a card. I got him a gold card. Nice. And uh, uh, because you know. We were, were friends with some of the Hooters people, and whatever. Yeah, and they, were, they, were kind enough, they were kind enough to make that happen. And cool. uh, uh, so he then he started dating, dating, in parentheses, a girl from Hooters. <laughs> and so he would go to Hooters, and a lot of the team members would go. And the manager at that Hooters was so pissed. Oh. He hated Elvis so bad because he would come in and order all this food and then lay that card down, man. <laughs> I, I still so love to work outside in the regular franchise stores too, because you know they separated corporate from a while ago. But yeah, not inside baseball. That's I a know. great card to have. Uh, that sure is.
Yeah. Anyway, so the fight was in Hooters, and uh, the guy helps the cops. That was nice of him. Ugh. Oh, yeah, you can see him busting through the door. Apparently, it was a big guy, too. The video is pretty clear. It's a black-and-white surveillance video for the store. But uh, it took three cops to bring this guy down. He just wasn't having none of it. So another man jumped in and uh, kind of took him out at the knees. And there's four of them wrestling around in the open doorway. <laughs> it's a great video. Why? Why were they? Why was it? Why was this going on? Because he was drunk, or he was high he, on well, Hooters wing goes, dust, yeah. or he was a bit unruly because they told him, "Look, we're not going to serve you alcohol anymore. You've obviously had enough." And uh, the gentleman's name was Ashton Tony. He became angry, threatened to kill an employee after he was told he would not be served. You know what? I don't blame Ashton. That's a crappy law. And I, yeah. it, that's a crappy law. You mothers against drunk driving, I got it. I know how horrible it is, and we're not supposed to be driving drunk, and it's a horrible thing. But gosh yes. darn it, why can't I get as drunk as I want to? This is America. Well, you can, but apparently you can't be belligerent about it. <laughs> and you can't do it at the local bar because they don't want to get sued. Next story. Next story from Brooksville. A man is in behind bars today showing up at a protest in Hernando County while wearing a hockey mask. Okay, you know, what was he up to? Well, it's another Confederate flag story. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, Brooksville police were informed that is, uh, they informed the gentleman it's illegal to wear a mask. But he kind of went the extra mile and painted a Confederate flag on the mask it's itself. It's probably a good-looking mask, though. It must have been, right? I mean, it had to, you know, cover most of this guy's face. Trust me, it was it was an improvement. Well, I mean, Any we've guy I've said before, when he has facial tattoos... And he braids his beard with beads. Nice. You're just looking for trouble. Nice. That's a good look, though. Yeah. yeah not everybody it, can pull that look off. <laughs> Everybody's got the white hockey mask, though, right in their house because their kids wanted to be Jason or something, and they've got the mask, the Jason mask. So you could paint those with the Confederate flag easy. Yes. And Brooksville. Yes. I mean, Brooksville, I don't know if people know this, but uh, uh, Brooksville is like uh, the home of uh, Florida KKK. No, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, just because there are, you know, protests uh, uh, last week to remove the monuments to all the Confederate soldiers and generals that were down there ended up in violence yet again. Yeah, I mean, Brooksville's a, uh, I worked in Brooksville, I worked in downtown Brooksville for quite a little while. Yep. And uh, <laughs> I'm a little bit aware of Brooksville, Florida. Yes, sir. <laughs> There's a lot of local stuff this week, but I'm, I'm moving down to Miami for my next story. Uh, because a gentleman named Jesus Esquivel is set for trial. He's 63 years old, and he killed the AAA driver who showed up to jumpstart his battery. I guess he was having none of it. Uh, he, he called him earlier in the day, and the tow truck driver finally calls back and says, Hey, I'm on my way. And he says, I'm so mad. I've been waiting all day. Just don't bother, blah, blah, blah. So apparently the tow truck driver requested to be pulled from the call because he threatened his life. And I guess he had to show up anyway. So he shows up to do his job. The man shoots him and proceeds to beat his lifeless body with a cane. And yes, that was the ultimate insult because eventually he got done and called 911 on himself. And now he's facing trial. He called 911 on himself? He did. <laughs> I don't know why he... Finally decided to turn himself in, but he had to get a few final licks in with his cane. So I mean, he had the AAA guy's automobile he could have driven off with, or he could right? have waited till the AAA guy fixed his car and then beat him to death and drove <laughs> off in his car. I mean, triple for why was it taking all day for AAA? Holy cow! Well, I, I gotta mistake. say, I dropped AAA service last year because I waited for four hours on the interstate 
with no way of jacking up my car for just a simple flat, you know. And there's no reason in Tampa Bay, a large community like this, where I couldn't get a, a, a tow truck. It's ridiculous. Well, you did get a tow truck, but it just took it, several hours. Right. I'll never buy their service again. Sorry, that's this. you know, it works out that way. Wow. Yeah. Well, all, you know, not like I got in a grudge to a bear here, but, you know. But you do. I did, yes. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Did AAA give you some sort of uh, excuse no. or at least, no, hey, no. don't leave us. We're sorry. We'll try to do better. No, or- we just hire these contracted uh, AAA uh, tow truck drivers, and uh, we send them your way, and they say they'll be there a certain time frame. And they had said it was going to be busy, and then, and they said it may take up to an hour. And I thought, okay, I get it. It's a Friday. The interstate's busy, whatever. Four hours later, they, the guy finally shows up, and I said, "You know, this is totally unacceptable." Don't, don't the said, bridges oh. don't the bridges have the tow trucks helping people during drive time? Yeah, well, I wasn't on a bridge though; it's up on two seventy five. Yeah, but I, I mean, was a, it's close to a bridge. It's, um, it's Tampa Bay. Uh, closer to Bush Boulevard, if you know the Bay Area, I was way out of the way. That's why they didn't don't come find to, me. Don't try to talk down to me. No, you know the area. Thank you. Yes, thank you. I know you know. Okay. <laughs> That's right next to the dog track, Jeffy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I damn well know where it is. <laughs> this is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. All right, so while we're having people fight over AAA showing up late, while we're having people fight over not being able to get another beer at Hooters. We're having people fight over statues that have been up for a hundred years that are oppressive, keeping people down. Black Lives Matter have 10 requests that their leaders say will make things better. White people if you don't have any descendants, will your property to a black or brown family, preferably one that lives in generational poverty. White people, if you're inheriting property you intend to sell upon acceptance, give it to a black or brown family. You're bound to make that money in some other white privileged way. If you are a developer or realtor owner of a multifamily housing, build a sustainable complex in a black or brown blighted neighborhood and let black or brown people live in it for free. I thought that was going on already. I thought government was already having housing. Aren't they called the projects? White people, if you can afford to downsize, give up the home you own to a black or brown family, preferably a family from generational poverty. Hello, are you a family from generational poverty? 
here's a home for you. White people, if any of the people you intend to leave your property to are racist a-holes, change the will and will your property to a black or brown family, preferably a family from generational poverty. Rebudget your monthly income so you can donate to black funds. Uh, how about this? No. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. I heard it on the news. And I said it was ridiculous, man. That's it. Absolutely. It makes all the sense in the world that that's it. It started back in July. A story broke from... Lexington, South Carolina. Now, there's plenty of fake news, uh, different different breaking stories that you think, ah, that's fake. But this particular story keeps making the rounds. It's the same stupid story. And I don't understand. It's just got to be a Phil story that somebody is just... Okay, we've got a, we've got a space. We've got a fill. Was run with this story. Come up with it. It started in Lexington, South Carolina, right, and then it moved to Katy, Texas, and then it moved to Longview, Texas, and then this week it went to Paducah, Kentucky. I don't know if you've ever been to Paducah, Kentucky. I have. Has nothing to do with the story. It's just Paducah. I've been to Paducah, Kentucky. They got this long-ass bridge in Paducah, too. It goes across the drive across. I forget what the heck the name of that bridge is. It was way the heck up there, man. Big bridge. Scary. Get up there really high. It's scary when the wind is blowing. But the story. From Paducah, from Longview, from Katy, from South Carolina, man booked prostitute finds it's his own wife. I heard it on the news, and I said it was ridiculous, man. That's it. Thank you, Linda Hopkins. It's unbelievable. 
Now, the first time, and the headline is a, is a click headline, right? So at least, well, it was for me for the first time. Because you're thinking, well, it's not, well, it's not me. <laughs> Whew, man, how did that happen? Because I don't want it to happen to me. So you re- But it's the same thing. Now, why? How are we just continuing to run the same stupid story all across America? They pick a city that's, uh, you know, everybody kind of knows. You kind of know that it's a city. It's, you know, you, you, Paducah, Kentucky. You know, you've heard of Paducah. You've heard of Katy, Texas. It's outside of Houston for some reason. You know, you know what's there. Longview, Texas, eh, maybe not so. Much. I mean, you've heard of them, right? You heard of South Carolina, Lexington. That's got to be something to do with golf. Maybe you've heard it before. You know, maybe it's you just you know it's, you want it to sound not big cityish, but still a little a uh, little hoity-toityish. And then, oh my gosh, prostitute. Man, most prostitute. And then, oh, it's his wife. Don't they even talk? Charges have yet to be filed. They don't know each other. They don't, I mean, that's what happens when you don't talk in a marriage. So horrible. Now, the husband is probably going to have to face charges because of the prostitution laws in the state, and the wife is. She's going to have to probably face charges, too. And look, it was actually, he meant to get the 26-year-old, but they sent him the 48-year-old woman. They didn't know it. If I'm the husband, I mean, I'm pulling the plug on this company. I asked for a 26-year-old. You sent me this? If I wanted this, I'd have stayed home. Seriously. If you order a prostitute, let's, let's talk seriously now. You think to yourself, I need a prostitute. My robot is dead. My my doll is, you know, I'm tired of it. I can't afford a new one from realdoll.com. And uh, so I'm just going to order a real, oh, you know what? I, I want a real person. And I'm going to go to Lexington, South Carolina, prostitutes.com. And I'm going to order... A female that I like, a real person. It's been a while since I've had a real person. You know, other than my wife, which we haven't been together in months. Now we know why. And you click on the 26-year-old brunette. Yeah. Her. I want her. Saturday night at the Red Roof. I've already got the room booked under Bill. Just have her show up, and I've already, I've already, run the card, get her paid. I'll give her a tip when she gets there. And they send you the forty-eight-year-old wife? No, no, honey, no. I'm more mad at the prostitute at Lexington, South Carolina Prostitutes dot com than I am at the wife. Okay. <laughs> so come on now let's stop running this stupid story please why am i continuing to see it i don't want to hey, look as much as i love linda hopkins i heard it on the news and i said it was ridiculous man that's it i don't want to have to play her anymore at least not for this not for real life stories
But if you want to continue to run, 54-year-old man orders prostitute, orders 26-year-old prostitute, and his 48-year-old wife shows up. Go ahead, but it's not real, and Linda will be pissed. I heard it on the news, and I said it was ridiculous, man. That's it. Right? Thank you, Linda Hopkins. Linda, Linda was the, the victim of a man, or obviously a female on the street, over a potato criminal a few years ago now. And, you know, every news station in America has to have their live shots. So when Linda was walking down the street, they asked her about the potato bandit. And I heard it on the news. And I said it was ridiculous, man. That's it. I wish every live shot in America was Linda Hopkins. It would be outstanding. We're standing out here in the hurricane. You know, that's what we got to do. If we, if you were doing hurricane coverage and, you know, every, every weather person in America wishes they were in Rockport, Texas or Corpus Christi, Texas right now, there's many of them there. And, you know, they, one of the things that they do with the weather channel and, uh, you know, big stations and big, big, uh, networks around the country is when there's a big storm coming in, like Harvey, who made landfall a couple of times, uh, last night and is, did big damage to Rockport and, and Corpus Crispy and a big damage and uh, it still continues to be damaging. I mean, it's a category one now. It was a category four when it made landfall. Um, but, uh, you know, everybody's got their reporters down there. Now, if you could have the reporters doing live shots from the hurricane and then do a man on the street during the hurricane with Linda, come on now. Now, that's some, that's some good news. I mean, can we do that? Can you play both of them? All right, let's try that. Let's try a, Let's try some hurricane coverage. I heard it on the news. And I said it was ridiculous, man. That's it. All right, I'm reporting from Corpus Christi, Texas right now. Hurricane Harvey has just made landfall for the second time. It's a Category 4. Yet we still have people out here walking the streets that didn't heed the warnings of the authorities to evacuate. Excuse me, ma'am. What about Hurricane Harvey? Why didn't you evacuate? I heard it on the news. And I said it was ridiculous, man. That's it. But you were being told from the authorities that you needed to evacuate. At least get out of here. It's dangerous flooding, serious storm damage. And we're talking about your safety. I heard it on the news. And I said it was ridiculous, man. That's it. Now, I'm telling you, that's some storm coverage. I want to see that. I do want to see, no, I don't. It's dangerous out there. People should evacuate and be save lives if you leave. Nah, just write your name with a Sharpie on the side of your arm with your social security number, and they'll pull you out of the water when, the, when you're drowning in your house because you didn't evacuate. What was that, Linda? I heard it on the news, and I said it was ridiculous, man. That's it. I love her. I think I will love her till the end of time. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network.
is the Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Okay. So it's football season. We got college football. Take a moment. I just let us reflect for just a moment. <sighs> yes. Football season. Oh. Seems like it's been forever. So college football starts tonight. We have NFL in 11 or 12 days, and we also have tonight the big pay-per-view fight, Mayweather and McGregor. I'm telling you, I don't know. I heard uh, Michael Pelka, who, you know, he's my warm-up show starts from 6 to 9 here on the Blaze Radio Network, comes on before me on Saturdays. And uh, he was talking about uh, it was going to be a seconds, seconds from the uh, just – no, the game's going to be over. Fight's going to be over in seconds. I, I don't think so. Now, McGregor says he's taking him down in two, right? Uh, I I really I really don't know. Uh, I just read an article, uh, saw a headline where Mike Tyson says McGregor's chances against Mayweather, uh, he's going to get killed. Uh, the money is on Mayweather, although more money has been going to McGregor uh, now, so it's going to cost him, if McGregor wins... It's going to cost them a fortune in Vegas. So they, of course, want Mayweather to win bad. Now, in the long run, is it going to work out? Probably. McGregor wins this one. Mayweather come, has to come back, right? Has to have the rematch, and that's going to be, you know, a billion dollars for both of them. If Mayweather wins, he throws the gloves down and walks away undefeated and says, have a nice day. The only way he comes back, maybe McGregor talks him into meeting him in the octagon for, you know, $600 million each. Now, I, I would actually, I might pay to see that. Now, McGregor would kick his butt in the octagon. Mayweather would get killed in the octagon. But in the ring, I don't think McGregor is going to hold up. I don't think so because he's not going to be able to do his little octagon kicks and shreds. And he's a mean bastard, really, in the octagon. If you ever watched him fight, man. He's, he's good. But I don't think he's going to be so good in the ring where he's got to be disciplined. So it'll be fun to watch. And uh, it's only, look, what else you got to do? It's like, a, it's not even $100. It's 99 something. You split it up with some friends. You have a little party. You watch the fight. Or you sit home alone like me and figure, eh, what the hell, I got nothing else to do. I could finish street. I could finish streaming uh, streaming Game of Thrones, or I could watch the fight. Now, there's Twitter accounts. I was actually thinking about doing that and then just following. There's a bunch of Twitter accounts that are going to be live tweeting it. I mean, you follow it on Twitter. You watch the video tomorrow morning online. It's not quite the same thing, but it's close. It's close. And you're still up 100 bucks, right? Now, you, according to uh, according to what they're saying, is it's going to be record breaking, uh, record breaking pay per view uh, for this. They're already uh, they're already talking about uh, you know the ticket prices in Vegas to go see the fight live, you know, astronomical. And the people that are going to be there are, is going to be the who's who of Vegas. Maybe my man, uh, <laughs> Don Shane. Yeah, maybe Wayne will show up. Do a little, do a little number in the ring. I was wanting to talk to my man Mark Biro, ring announcer extraordinaire. Uh, I could get a hold of him. I don't know what his deal is, what he's doing. 
I mean, I guess he's still alive. I don't know. I haven't got any news reports. I haven't. Linda Hopkins hasn't told me she heard it on the news. I don't know. I guess I hope he's okay. I mean, I called his house twice. I get a stupid answering machine. Who has an answering machine anymore anyway? I mean, he's seriously. It's not voicemail for Bureau. It's an answering machine. I know it's still one of those little black boxes with the cassette tape and the rewind button on it. Those were so cool when they first came out, by the way. I remember having the cool. Anyway, ta- remember tape to tape answering machine? So you had the dual. So you had the special tape for yours that you could change all the time. Then you had the special tape for the for the messages that came in and the re. No? Don't. Don't look at me like that. My God, you're old. I don't remember that at all. Well, I remember my grandfather telling me about it. I don't really remember that, okay? And that's just the way it is. But those were so cool when they came up. But anyway, that's what he still has. Mark Bureau. Anyway, I was one of the funniest guys on the planet. And I wanted to talk to him about the fight, what he thought about it. And I get nothing from Mark. So maybe he's out there. Maybe he's. Maybe we'll see him in the ring tonight with Wayne Newton. And... uh I hope Wayne does a little number before the fight. So you can still pay-per-view it. It's like, it's like 99 bucks. I mean, there's got to be bars right all wherever you live. There's got to be a local watering holes that'll be airing it. Probably cost you 20 bucks to get in the door and, you know, five bucks for a beer or a soda and sit down and watch the fight. Sit in the corner and watch the fight. That might actually be worth it. Watch a crowd yelling and cheering and... uh because if you don't have a, if you don't have any, you don't have any, you know, money in the race. You don't have a horse in the race. It'd be fun to watch. And I really don't have any. I don't really care who wins. Um, they're both. You know, I like being kind of fans of both of them. I mean, they're not really. They don't seem like they're the best of people. You know, Mayweather has got a few, you know, charges filed against him over the years for, uh, um, shall we just say, a domestic assault. I don't know that he's guilty. I don't know. I mean, you know, he's probably not guilty. You're not guilty until proven guilty here in the United States. What? I mean, something like that. But here in America now, you're guilty. Somebody said something against you, it's guilty. Period. And if we don't get it done in court once, we're going to retry you until we get it. That's the way it is in America now. So it'll be fun to watch them both. And I know everybody had a fit with uh, the weigh-in yesterday when Connor came out in his Calvin Kleins. Showing off his manhood. Get over yourself. Okay? Get over yourself. I want Mayweather. You know what? I do have a horse in the race. (laughs) I think I want Mayweather to be undefeated and just end it and put this, put this, these little MMA street fighter boys back in their place. All right. The big daddy in the ring is here. All right. Go back to your little octagon and do your little street fighting thing and uh, make us all happy to watch you get your face bashed in. But the real men are here in the ring. Ah. Uh. I'm sorry, what, there's an MA, uh, There's a fighter out in the lobby waiting for me now? I didn't say they weren't good. I just said they couldn't beat the boxers. Enjoy the fight. I hope uh, 
It should be fun. It'll be. It will be fun, no matter what happens. I just hope it's worth the hundred bucks. The Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network. is the phone number. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA. Coming up immediately after this broadcast is uh, Lawrence Jones. He's uh, standing by or sitting by or he's out there in the lobby doing something. I don't know. Has anybody let him in yet? Um, you ought to go check because he's probably sitting in the lobby waiting for somebody to let him in. I told him I'd be right back and I haven't, I haven't come back. Uh, his show... <laughs> Noon to three here on the Blaze Radio Network. And then uh, who comes up? Oh, yeah, Mike Slater. And then Joe Pags, And, of course, uh, Michael Pelk will be for me on Saturdays. I mean, that's a, an action-packed Saturday lineup right here on the Blaze Radio Network. And then uh, tomorrow you've got Jackie Daly, David Barton. Who's the other guy, the lawyer guy that we have on? You know, ha- oh, yeah, Handle on the Law. And then Yarn Brooks. And, and then there's some other shows too, gun shows, Hollywood 360, all that stuff. There's no reason for you to go. What? Look, go to theblaze.com/radio, lock it in, and leave it loaded right there. Okay, no reason for you to go anyplace else. You got Doc Thompson in the morning, Glenn Beck, Michael Pelka, Pat, uh, Chris Salcedo, Pat and Stu. All right, Buck Sexton, Shields High. There's no reason for you to go anywhere else than right here on the Blaze Radio Network. I don't know how many times I got to tell you. I mean, it's just, you might as well get used to it, okay? We still do have uh, all eyes on Harvey here in Southern Texas. It is, uh, you can see it breaking apart a little bit uh, as it's still a, uh, issued a Category 1. Uh, it, you can see it, uh, it looks as if it's starting to break a little bit, but it's moving so slow and over the ground now. Uh, that it's you know it'll stay together for a little bit longer, but uh, you know the hurricane's moving so fast when they hit ground that ground breaks them apart. But when he sneaks in in the middle of the night, that sneaky little Harvey, that bastard, snuck in. And he's not moving very fast, so the ground isn't breaking him up, and he's just gonna go. Oh, I guess I'll drop another twenty-five inches of rain here, and then uh, oh maybe I'll just. Uh, Oh, man, you know what? I'm going to go over here and, uh, hey, hey, why don't you guys take 30 inches over here? Okay, there you go. Oh, are you guys uh, north of here thinking that you're away from me? (laughs) Uh, Here's one of my outer bands. I'll give you guys about five just to say hello and let you know I'm coming, okay? I mean, so keep an eye and be safe if you're anywhere near Harvey. There's plenty of of places that are... uh, seeing a lot of damage from the wind already and more places to come will see uh, more and more damage from rain and flooding uh, throughout the next two or three days so be safe uh, if you feel like you should help and don't have a way to volunteer or uh, get down there um, you can always go to mercuryone.org and do both you can uh, help by volunteering 
or you can help by donating and knowing that that money is going directly to the victims of Hurricane Charlie, mercuryone.org. All right, so a couple of great clips from this week that were uh, caught my eye. Uh, one of my favorites, Nancy Pelosi. I am seriously, uh, no joke, uh, I think there's been a couple of headlines, uh, jokey headlines and jokey social media headlines about Nancy Pelosi, but uh, I'm not joking. They sh- uh I think that uh, perhaps the Botox is starting to seep into the brain. Uh, it's possible. I think that uh, it's possible that, uh, I don't know if you know this, and I, and I don't believe that it's uh, been proven, but it will be in the future, that hair dye seeps into your brain. And so some of the older women that have hair dyed forever and Botox forever, they're the first ones to start getting wacky. And she is there, man. Now, for years, it started to seep in, and you saw her go off the edge. Ever so often, you see her, and you go, wow, she is whacked. But now, she's just, I mean, it's she doesn't know where she's at. She's lost. They wheel her in. She did her little special San Francisco interview here. This is the local uh, TV station, you know, where she's the congresswoman, the great speaker, Nancy Pelosi, been there forever. Uh, you know, I... It wasn't. I mean, her dad was the mayor of Baltimore. I'm guessing, and I, I saw a headline something about her not knowing the history of her dad, which leads me to believe that he probably was instrumental in putting up a lot of those statues that they just took down in the middle of the night. Uh, so, how do you feel about that, Nancy? <laughs> My father was a different time. If she could say that, it'd be great. But she sits down. I mean, she doesn't even know classic phrases anymore. Uh, let's give a listen to Nancy, and you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. The Constitution does not say that a person can shout, yell wolf in a crowded theater. Wait, if you're endangering people, uh, then you're, you don't have a constitutional right to do that. What the hell are you talking about? Wolf! Are you freaking, first, I mean, she's completely off the rails. Uh, The Constitution, let's break this down for a little. Let me hear it again, please. The Constitution does not say that a person can. The Constitution does not say that a person can, can, uh, 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 go. Say that a person can shout, yell, wolf in a crowded theater. Stop. The Constitution does not say that. You can't find it anywhere. She's right. The Constitution does not say you can cry wolf or shout wolf or yell wolf in a crowded theater. It does not say that. She's right. Go ahead. If you are endangering people, uh, then you're, you don't have a constitutional right to do that. I, I apologize. She's right. Play it one more. The whole thing one more time. She's right. I won't stop it. The Constitution does not say that a person can shout yell wolf in a crowded theater. If you are endangering people, uh, then you're, you don't have a constitutional right to do that. Amen. Amen. She is 100% correct. Nancy, is she's starting to, uh, woo, man, oh man, oh man. There's another video, uh, another interview uh, with her not so long ago where she is really uh, confused and out of it. She's on the stage 
and she's lost. I mean, I was waiting for one of her handlers to come out and go, okay, we have to go now. Time, Nancy, it's time for the Speaker Pelosi to go. She has another appointment. Get her out of here, because it was a lot worse than... The Constitution does not say that a person can shout, yell, wolf in a crowded theater. I mean, that's, it was a lot worse than that, man. Wow. Uh, she, she was completely confused. If she would have been on that stage and said... The Constitution does not say that a person can shout, yell, wolf in a crowded theater. If she would have just said that, you would have went, oh, she's... You know, she just forgot the saying. But, I mean, someone needs to say Nancy. And she's one of the biggest proponents of uh, President Donald Trump being uh, unfit for office. (laughs) She, Miss. The Constitution does not say that a person can shout, yell, wolf in a crowded theater. But Donald Trump isn't fit for office. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Nancy. Take care. Talk to you later. Now, there was also another clip that proved, kind of proved what a lot of um, Black Lives Matter people say about white people. And uh, it also proves and should help prove to the Black Lives Matter people that it isn't really all white people that feel this way. Because so many hear this and go, what? But this guy um, filed a lawsuit against the Confederate flag uh, and got thrown out, by the way. The judge said, hey, you don't know what you're talking about. Have a nice day. You got no standing. Um, but he came out of the courthouse. Uh, Russell Walker a resident of York, South Carolina. Um, now, he filed the case saying that he wanted the flags back up because it's not a symbol of racism. And I don't believe it's a symbol of slavery. That's what Walker was fighting for in, in court. And he probably should have just stopped there because then he goes on to explain and it gets uh, gets out of hand right then. Um, again, I don't believe it's a symbol of racism. I don't believe it's a symbol of slavery. That's my personal view. But how they- so there you go. That's, not, that's my personal view. Thank you for coming today. We've got to go. But no. No, he couldn't do that. They feel it's their business, but it, it, would be, it would be ludicrous for me to tell you how they feel. Hey, I get on the street. Okay. It's a problem already, really. Seriously, it's a problem already, Russell, because uh, they, them, you know, those people, the darkies. Go ahead, continue, Russell. Hey, I get on the street, I see Martin Martin Luther King. Um, I shouldn't say that. Martin Luther King. I mean, should I rip the should I rip the, the signs down or, or insist that they they, they take Martin, Martin Luther King Street down and arrest that stuff? It's okay. That's for a me. public thing. Going. I don't necessarily agree with it, but that's just the way it is. Hey, you had people in Baltimore what a couple nights ago rip down rip down a uh, um, a statue of Christopher Columbus. When is it going to end? We're going to go after Washington, Lincoln, Jefferson, everything else. I'd like to thank uh, the Spectrum News Charlotte reporter uh, Yojin Chow. 
uh, who posted a video with Russell Walker, who was smart enough to realize, I'm not going to stop him. I'm just going to let him go now. I don't care what he says. I'm just going to let him go because it proves what a racist white bastard this guy really is. And how much his heart is filled with hate. Instead of just stopping and going, wait, what did you just say? Um, Again, I don't believe it's a symbol of racism. I don't believe it's a symbol of slavery. That's my personal view, but how they feel is their business. But it it would be be ludicrous for me to tell you how they feel. Hey, I get on the street, I see Martin Martin Luther King. I shouldn't have said that. Oh my gosh. Again, the word for the day, unbelievable. I mean, it, it is every day, every day, just is something happens that is unbelievable. What was that, uh, Russell? I didn't quite hear you. Hey, I get on the street, I see Martin, Martin Luther King. Um, I shouldn't have said that. I mean, that's un- it is unbelievable. Is it unbelievable, though? Is it? I mean, he didn't cry wolf. <laughs> so sad. So, so sad. All right, I can't, I, I can't. Hey, I got out of the street, right? I see the sign, Martin Luther Cohn. What? Are you kidding me? Now, the other argument to that, the other racist argument to that, really, is that uh, we say, I can't believe he said that out loud, right? Maybe he didn't said it. Now, their argument is that's the way all white people feel, whether they say it or not. No. No, no, it's not. Sorry. Sorry, it's not. It really isn't. So when you hear guys like Russell Walker, we are not all the same. Remember, isn't that what you preached for so long? We're not all the same, and yet now, apparently, we we are. All I know is what Linda Hopkins said. I heard it on the news. And I said it was ridiculous, man. That's it. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show is on. Welcome to it. Lawrence Jones standing by to take over at uh, noon here on the Blaze Radio Network immediately following this broadcast. All right, with the uh, all eyes still on Hurricane Harvey. Uh, Hurricane Harvey at the uh, 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern uh, update from the National Hurricane Center. Harvey is still just a hurricane at 75 miles an hour. Uh, it has moved. It's still uh, still moving. Uh, the barometric pressure. Where is our barometric pressure right now? 
scroll down because it usually you know, it starts going back up. You're okay for a little while. Cellular maximum sustain. Tropical. Doesn't have my barometric pressure in here. The heck? This is the advisory. All right, well, we'll find out because it doesn't have it on here. But uh, you're looking at over 250,000 residents without power right now um, in the state of Texas. Uh, there's going to be all kinds. There's going to be uh, billions of dollars worth of damage uh, to uh, cities, towns, roads, people's homes, um, and loss of life. Um, I hope uh, loss of life is minimal uh, because uh, we were prepared. Uh, Texas has done a, did a pretty good job of uh, preparing people to get out and get to safety. Uh, whether you heeded that warning or not is your fault. Um, uh, there's going to be plenty of rain. It's still a, an inland event that is going to bring massive amounts of rain, massive amounts of flooding, uh, dangerous flooding. Um, you know, is, do you have the barometric pressure? What is it? Yeah, so it's going up. Okay, good. Because it was no as close when it. Uh, when the pressure starts dropping, the storm is going to get stronger. I don't know if you know that. Uh, I, I, mean, I just pretend to be a weatherman. But the weatherman would have known the barometric pressure right off the bat. <laughs> the guy, uh, Chris in the back going, okay, I've got to find the barometric pressure just to show him up. Just to show him up. There it is. Um, so anyway, Keep everyone in the path of Harvey and your thoughts and prayers, and uh, they will need it in the next couple of days. Uh, Texas will be, uh, surely South Texas will be drenched in rain. Uh, it might be a good time to, uh, I don't know, sell a boat. Bring a trailer full of boats down. Would that count as gouging? See, this one, I was going to, I heard, already heard a story about price gouging. Isn't that when we're supposed to gouge? When people need a product, that's when the price goes up. Right? That's, 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 that's America. This price gouging thing ticks me off. Because if I, right now, if I was smart, and I'm not, I know that. But if I was smart, I'd bring a trailer full of boats. Flat bottom boats, man. Little eight foot, a trailer full of like a dozen eight foot flat bottom boats, man. You bring them down there to South Texas tomorrow and sell them. Because people are going to be wanting them and needing them. And I'm not talking about selling them for regular price. I'm talking about double. And then I'd go to jail for gouging. You gouged people. You sold people something they needed and wanted for too much money. What? That's not right. All right. There was something else I was going to talk about too, but it's not important now, is it? Nah. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.